China market is like teenage sex. By the way, many things are like teenage sex, especially in the tech world. Big data, AI, a lot of stuff like that. Everyone talks about it. Everyone thinks everyone else is doing it. That's why everyone claims that they are doing it. So why are we here? First of all, I want to give you a brief introduction of what NIGET is. In case you are too old, that's why you don't know what NIGET is. Yeah. NIGET is a platform for people to share funny pictures and videos. We have 150 million audience all over the world uh, visiting and seeing our content every month. We have about 40 million Facebook likes, Facebook followers. I don't know how to call it these days. Um, about 45 million Instagram followers, which is one of the top 10 Instagram brands account. And then uh, we also have 15 million Twitter followers. So basically, a lot of young people following NIGET. The thing is, I don't really know China. We are based in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is part of China, but it's a little bit different from the mainland China. So why am I here to talk about China? Because the thing is, comparing to European countries, Europeans or Americans, at least we are sitting right next to China to understand what's been developing in the last 10 to 15 years. And for us, we started the website nightgear.com in 2008. So we are in this business for almost a decade. And we have seen the fastest, the fast growth of uh, Chinese market, the Chinese companies. That's why I want to share what we observe in case uh, you are, want to win the Chinese market. So big scale. Everyone knows that China is big. How big? 1.4 billion people big. This is, this is a photo of a swimming pool or a beach or something. That's how Chinese people swim. Yeah. <laughs> that is the scale. Because when you are with so many people, everything becomes a beast. Everything becomes another monster. For example, if you search Ray Chan in China, I bet there are a thousand Ray Chans. Yeah. So how do people find a guy on the internet? So with this kind of big problems, right, people use QR code. That's why a lot of Chinese people, when they use their messaging app, which is called WeChat, they use QR code to add people. But in, in the Western world, you don't really need to do it. So big scale. Big scale means big money, right? Last year, there are about, there are about $60 billion invested in Chinese startups. While um, people talk about unicorns in startup world a lot, right? One in three unicorn companies are from China. There are tons of money investing in the Chinese market because people believe that Chinese market is a big potential. That's why people want to invest early so that they can get something back, right? One example is the bike sharing economy in China. What is this photo? Let me zoom in a little bit for you. Zoom out again. So this is the graveyard for bike sharing company. These are the bikes that they don't use anymore. And then there are, grave, there is a, there are a lot of graveyards like that um, in China for, uh, uh, for these kind of uh, uh, bikes. Yeah. Two companies were the, are the biggest in the bike sharing economy in China. One of them is Combo Bike. They just got acquired uh, for 2.7 billion US dollars. Another company is called OVO, OFO. Even just funding, they raised 2.2 billion funding, not valuation, 2.2 billion US dollars funding just for building their company. 
So when there's so much money out there, there are so many great, great companies trying to do great things uh, in China and in other parts of the world. Fast innovation. In China, in the past, there's a term called C2C, not in the past. Right now, people still call that C2C. Anyone knows what C2C is? No, not customer to customer. Copy to China. That was the main business model in China, I would say five to 10 years ago. Yeah, and right now people still do that. That's why when people talk about Chinese internet companies, what do they do? They use metaphor, they use analogy to tell people what this company is doing. For example, Baidu, one of the biggest search company in China, people call them Google in China. Tencent, people call them Facebook or something in China. And then uh, Alibaba, people call them eBay in China. The thing is, this is so wrong. So wrong in the sense that it's kind of like telling people, what is Google? If you tell people, what is Google, using analogy, in this old way, it's kind of like Google is a new Yahoo. But the thing is, what BAT, that means uh, Baidu, Alibaba, or Tencent are doing, is way more than the existing so-called comparison in the Western world. And these are the companies that people, or most Westerners, know. But there are tons of great companies that people don't know. For example, Christine, one of the previous speakers, she shared a few um, uh, websites and services that are from China and even, and even go to other parts of the world. Uh, for example, anyone has a drone at home? Drone, the, the, the flying little plane, right? Very annoying, yeah. yeah. But the drone videos are good, right? DJI, one of the leading companies in the drone uh, space, they are the market leader. They capture about 70% of the commercial drone market from China, made in China, designed in China, built in China. Another company called Taotiao is like the biggest app in, in China right now. People spend more than 70 minutes on the app every single day. They acquire musically for a billion dollars. And then they also have an app called TikTok, which uh, previous speakers have, have, has also mentioned, which is the, the most downloaded uh, uh, apps in the App Store in 2017. So all these big companies, they in a way, they don't just copy. Maybe they copy as at first, but they copy and in a way. And because with the scales, they can in a way much faster than a lot of their Western counterparts. Strong execution. There's a term in China called 996. What's 996? 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week. That's how normal Chinese tech company works. In Europe or in other parts of the world, how many days do you work? I don't know, at least in Hong Kong, we don't work 996. So they are spend tons of time and there are tons of smart people working in tech startups. In Stanford alone, over 50% of the students who study the course related to AI are from China. And they come back to China to work on the projects or sometimes they stay in the US. But the thing is, when you have so many talents working so hard, there is it is impossible to say that they won't create something really new. And not to mention that they also test tons of stuff in a very short period of time. For example, the app that I just mentioned called Taotiao, which is the biggest, one of the biggest news app in China. They test 12 apps in a year, and then they pick the only vertical that works well, and then they continue to make it to become the Taotiao today. When you have this kind of execution, Basically, you can win any market. Tough competition. For example, when people talk about US companies or any other companies, right? You would say that, hey, I'm the market leader in, in my own country. But the thing is, people who work on the same idea in China, 
if you tell people that, hey, I'm working on an Airbnb in China, right? I would guess there are at least 50 companies working on the same idea that you're working on. So when you have this kind of tough competition, you make the company really, really ruthless. Ruthless in the, same that, in a, in the sense that they move really fast, they don't mind copying, they don't mind copying in any way, and they don't mind to learn from the small companies. It would be a big news in the Western world if Google is copying some ideas or some feature from a smaller company. Or for example, like Facebook, Instagram, right? The Instagram stories, people make a big fuss about how it looks similar to, to, to uh, uh, Snapchat stories, right? In China, it happens every single day. Yeah, that's how big company works, and that's how big companies, in a way, they in a way, in the sense that if it is good to the user, why can't I build it? I don't have the burden to say that, hey, this is something that has been done before, right? So I can't work on it. No, people don't think that way. They think that, hey, you do it, it's pretty cool, I can do it too, let me do it faster, better, and bigger, and have more audience than you, and then I crush you. Yeah, if not, maybe I will buy you, right? Then it's a win for you, otherwise, you're fucked. So, China, basically, Thanos, have you watched the uh, latest Marvel movies, uh, Infinity War? So ruthless, right? Because he got all the, all the germs, all the stones, right? Tough competition, big scale, big money, strong execution, fast innovation. So how to win? How to win in China? How to win China? How to win over China? Whatever the terms that you want to say. I don't know. But life is not a superhero movie, right? China is not the supervillain. China is probably not the superhero, at least not to most people. Yeah. But the thing is, we don't have an absolute win or loss situation in the startup world or in the real world. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you work together, right? So here are three things that we think that may do, that may help if you think about your business, if you want your business to be related to China. Oh, by the way, people always ask me, hey, how do I go into the Chinese market? Because they see that I'm a Chinese, that's why they assume that I understand China, right? No, not the case. It's kind of like seeing a white guy and they ask him what's happening in any parts of the, the Western European countries. So wrong, so incorrect, yeah. But anyway, oh, by the way, another thing is, uh, if you still want to go into the, if you have a startup, have a company, and you want to start to think about the Chinese market right now, I'm sorry, you're probably too late. Yeah, because there are tons of companies already working on very similar ideas as yours. But there are three things that maybe you can do so that you can get some money from the big, rich Chinese people. Help them. Why, how do, why do you help them? They're so powerful already. Why do you help them? Yeah, to be very honest, you help them to help yourself. Yeah, it's not really just helping them. There are tons of great companies in China, right? They execute really, really well. But the thing is, most Chinese people, not most, I mean literally, it's correct. Most Chinese, they don't speak English. Yeah, that's why they don't know really what's really happening in other parts of the world. And the way that people build products in China is so different. Because Chinese uh, app usage is pretty similar. For example, WeChat, they have 150 people uh, mainly engineers, working on one single feature, right? How they do it is, hey, I look at how the user use it, and then I do it, and then I make it. 
there's, they don't really have a lot of uh, A-B testing going on because they understand the user so well. Hey, if I give you a discount, if I give you a deal, this app or this uh, product can sell. As simple as that. But the thing is, in different parts of the world, for example, in Indonesia, in Japan, in UK, in uh, US, the user behaviors are so different. That's why if you really understand the local market, if you have reach and distribution in local market, you can help Chinese company to capture those market. And by helping them, you help yourself, you help your company. Now, get is one of the example. Recently, we got some money from Chinese companies, not because we get investment from them, but because all those companies, they really want to go overseas. Because they are already the number one in China. That's why they want to capture other parts of the world. That's why we work with OnePlus. We work with a lot of Chinese brands. They try to capture, the, the, they try to reach the younger audience in other parts of the world. And then for Nigeria, we have 150 million young followers. That's why they want to work with us. And by helping them, it helps us. Study them. In the past, if you are a student and you want to ex uh, have a student exchange in China, right? People tell you, hey, China is the new future. That's why we have to learn about China. No, you shouldn't just learn about China. You should learn from China. Because of the scale, of the big scale that I just mentioned before, a lot of the ways that Chinese do things are indeed very smart, are indeed much more innovative than the, ex uh, and, than the, than the Western counterparts. One example is, the QL code that I mentioned, right? And, and the other company who are really studying them, a very good uh, example is Facebook. Facebook right now uh, is pushing the Facebook Messenger a lot, right? It tries to have payment. It tries to have other services integrated in it. How come Mark think about that idea? No, he didn't think about it. WeChat had that four years ago. Right now, WeChat, people use it to do anything in China. Basically, you can, from the point you wake up, to the point that you sleep, or maybe even you die, yeah, you can use WeChat to handle all the services. Yeah, you can use WeChat to order a coven for your home. Yeah, literally, you can do that. There are a lot of so-called mini-programs that help you to do a lot of things in your daily life. So try to understand more about what Chinese company is doing, what China is doing, so that you also can apply similar model to your company or to your market, so that you can also grow bigger and grow faster. Cliche is, if you can't beat them, join them, right? Join them by the means of, hey, you can join a Chinese company, right, because they're expanding overseas, or you can build a company and then get acquired or get investment from them, yeah. Uber is a good example. One of the most funded companies in the, in the Western world, Uber, lose the war in China. They got acquired, they, not acquired, but they sold their Chinese business to Didi, which is one of the biggest uh, ride-sharing app in China. And also, a lot of big, great names are also getting funding or getting investment or working partnership with a Chinese company. Snapchat, other than Evan or other than the existing uh, uh, the, the founders, right? Tencent is the, one of their biggest shareholders. Yeah. Supercell, if you are young enough or if you have more time enough to play Cash of Clans and I love all those games, which is a, a great company, right? They're owned by Tencent as well. Yeah, Alibaba invests in a lot of apps that you're using, but you probably don't know that they have a reach on that. And even some, some um, more traditional brands, for example, the car brand, Volvo, owned by a Chinese company as well. Yeah, so if you can't really beat them or compete with them, maybe you join them so that you can also have, uh, tap into the big local market. To sum up, help them, study them, 
John Dan. One last thing. One more thing. Not last thing. One more thing. Yeah. Learn Chinese. Yeah. As simple as that. So that you don't have to rely on a lot of second-hand, third-hand, or fourth-hand medium to understand what is happening in China. So that you can really talk to Chinese to understand what's, what their daily lives are like, how they use the app, how they, how they, how they, uh, how they uh, see the ecosystem in Chinese market. But the thing is, Chinese is hard. How can you learn Chinese, right? People told me that the best way is to get a girlfriend <laughs> or boyfriend or even wife or husband. Yeah, so that you can practice your Chinese every day. Thank you. I'm Ray Chen. Thank you. By the way, this is goodbye. This is goodbye in Chinese. Thank you. <laughs>